Good evening, church. Welcome to the Bible study tonight as we gather today to fellowship again one with another in the word. For us as Christians, our, our center of gravity and attraction is God. Meeting together, studying the word, encouraging ourselves and strengthening ourselves in God. I welcome you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight, we'll be studying the word and looking at God's word to get strength and, and encouragement in this time. And today I bring you God's word as God's children to be acquainted with the thinking and the mind of God. God is always mindful of his own and he works everything out according to the counsel of his will. You see, God is sovereign in his creation. God is in charge of the world. And everything happening in the world, nothing happens without the counsel of God. In fact, Jesus said, not one hair of your head will drop to the ground without the Father knowing because they meant tonight. And so I bring to you tonight the word of grace, the word of life, the word of hope. We are in a special time in the history of our nation. And the history of the church. And in times like these, what do we do? Just as a, as a, as a token of, of God's word to us, I want us to know first and foremost that this is God's word. Hallelujah. I would say, for the earth is the Lord's and its fullness thereof. But there are several players and people in the world. But through it all, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. And if we know that the castle of the Lord shall stand, then we come to a place of rest as we hold our peace and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, in Mark's gospel, the Bible says that Jesus told the disciples let us cross over to the what to the other side. And while they were in the boat, he he went to sleep. 
but there arose a great tempest, a great wind. Some Bible translations said the wind was of a hurricane proportion and it began to beat against the boat in so much that water began to, 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 to overwhelm and they had bailed water and scooped water too many hours, but it wasn't abating. And they ran to the Lord Jesus and said, Master, Master, don't you care we perish? You know, in times like this, we, we have this thought like, God, don't you care? What is interesting, what Jesus' answer was to them. He told them, I care. And tonight, I want to announce to you that the Lord cares for his own. Amen. The Lord cares for you. The Lord is mindful of you. He, 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 knows, he, he knows everything about you and about me. In Philippians 4, verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say again, rejoice. Some are asking, so this is not time to rejoice. Well, I want to announce to you that these are times to really rejoice. Hallelujah. For we will not know equally you are rejoicing when there are no difficult times. You can, glory to God, when things are normal. But the real rejoicing is when things aren't normal and yet you rejoice. Find that one. He says, you have not seen him yet, you rejoice. In whom have we not yet known, but what, what you are filled with joy, with joy unspeakable, full of glory. These are not the times of despair. Rejoice. So let your be known to all men. Verse 5 of Philippians 4, for the Lord is at hand. Let your word, your moderation. So in these times, you see, you see, in the times of, of challenges, God says we must work, we must let the word to be moderate. Let your, your moderation, not, not, not excessiveness. These are not times for, for excessiveness. It's time for moderation. Hallelujah. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And then the peace of God, amen. The peace of God, the peace of God, the peace of God. These are the times where the peace of God reigns, hallelujah. And that peace will guide your heart. You know, tonight quickly, I just want to share with you Four things are written out here that, that, that will help us in these times and in times like these. You know, in Hebrews 4, verse 16, he said, he said, he said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Always remember there is a throne of grace. Hallelujah. Amen tonight. God is, is not, is not, is not unaware of the times. That's the reason there's a throne. Listen, do you know there's a throne of judgment? 
because he knows the time will come when the enemy will dispense judgment. It's a throne of mercy. That's what we call, what we call, what we call the mercy seat. Where mercy means a word to be dispensed. But thanks be to God also that there's a throne of grace. I want to say tonight. And that throne of grace is there because of the saints of God. The throne of grace. You know, tonight I've expressed God's grace. You know, I've, 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 I've come to a place where I know angels are more at work now. You see, you see, you see, when, when there's trouble in the land, the, 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 the nations release police and, 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 and paramilitary forces. But when it's beyond police, no one God, they send the army force. When there's danger in the land, God sends his angels. Amen. In Psalm 21, it says, For the Lord will give his angels charge over you. Amen. Why? Because they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those of the hell salvation. Amen. Tonight. You know, this evening, I went to buy some some food, some few things, you No, know, like um, 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 carrot, just to eat at home, you know, what they call groceries. I don't know what they call those things. And the person I met, I told my wife, let's go. There's mercy that we'll find favor. We'll go there. We finish buying. I said, I can't have to pay. What do we do? He says, go on that. When you have the money, bring it. So right now, I'm owing. But, amen. I'm, I'm owing. But you got to say to you that there was favor. I bought other things. They said, go and pay. So, amen. I, I will pay. But you see, it's, it's, it, you see, in abnormal times, God shows his grace and mercy. Therefore, learn to walk in that mercy and that grace of God in this time. Amen tonight. These are not times to despair. These are not times to, to lose hope. Even though the environment, the circumstance situation warrants that, but for us as God's children, we must begin to realize we have a throne of grace of which amen. We have a throne of grace, amen. He says, he says, let's come boldly to the throne of grace. That we obtain mercy and find grace to what? To help in times of need amen and therefore this is your time to press into the throne of grace and in these times of need god will show up for you as you put your faith in him in the name of jesus four things that i want to share with us that will help us to live in times like this just just wrote them down just some five minutes ago before the first thing is that do not complain excessively to the point of despair. Because you can be tempted to want to complain, and you complain and come and to the point where you get to the point of despair and it leads to discouragement. Live through this time circumspectly. Do not complain excessively to the point of despair. For in doing so, it might lead to the point of what? Of discouragement. And, and that might open you up to several other things that Satan will start showing your heart. You know, you know, it's that you, you will start, you will start suggesting things that they ought not to amen. So sometimes when you stand your ground in God and quit complaining and complaining, but rather stand strong.
strong in God and hold on to the truth of God's word, knowing that your heavenly Father knoweth you have need of these things. First thing to do in times like this, don't complain excessively to the point of despair. As you walk, we say, Father, thank you because your will is coming to pass in my life. I am I'm, I'm helped of God. Favor comes to me. Grace comes to me. I, I, I find favor before man and, and before God. The lines have fallen to me when in, you start speaking God's word and speaking words of discouragement to yourself. Number two. Know for a certainty that this season will come to pass. Hallelujah. This season will come and what? And it will pass. And therefore, don't allow the season to, to take you along with it. Glory to God. What to do in times like this? Realize in your heart that this will come and it will go. And God will sustain his own. Number three, what to do in times like this? You keep speaking the word of God that brings favor and strength and grace to you. Put God's word in your lips. Speak the word of faith. Speak the word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not work. Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. You speak God's word that brings favor. You speak God's word that brings strength. You speak God's word that brings grace. Ephesians number three and verse 16. He said, and the Lord will strengthen you. You see, according to this is grace. Say, in your spirit, in your inner man. When you feel discouraged, reflect yourself. I'm strengthened by God. Amen. I'm strengthened by God. I'm full of life. I'm full of strength. Hallelujah. You keep speaking. You see, count out the thoughts in your hand by the word of God. Count out the news by the word of God. Count out the, the word opposing your faith by the word of God. Speak favor to your life. Speak grace to your life. Speak it forth. And receive the strength of God. Number four tonight. You call, you, you lend your call for a genuine assistance. Hallelujah. You lend your call in this time for angelic assistance. Because angels are given to us to minister for us and to us by God. They are God's special messengers to minister for his children when they are in danger and they are in difficult situations. We find many instances in, 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 in both the, the, the level of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, 
That, that, that when he was praying, Matthew 6, the Bible says, an angel came and do what? And ministered and strengthened him when he fasted. In Matthew 4, and he was tired. He was a hunger. Bible says, angels came and did what? And strengthened him. So angels are sent by God to strengthen him and minister and encourage you. Hallelujah. So learn to do that. Say, God, thank you because angels are sent now to minister unto me and strengthen me in this time. Hallelujah. Be more God conscious than world conscious. One more point tonight, learn to pray in this time. Pray more than complain. Hallelujah. Pray more than complain. For God is mindful. Hallelujah tonight. You see in 1 Kings 17 verse 14, there was a sinner session in Israel like we're facing today. And there was drought in the land for three years and six months. And there was no food, even to the house of the king himself, Ahab by name. But there was one servant there by the name of Adiah. He took several of the, of, of the prophets and, and held them and hid them in caves and, and, and gave them bread and water in the morning and evening. Imagine them eating only bread and water every day. And God said to, 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 to Elijah, go to the widow at Sarata, for she will take care of you. After the brook dried up, after the raven fed him. You see, it's abnormal for ravens to feed human beings. But in every time where God's children are concerned and there's danger in the land, God used every means possible to preserve them and keep them. Amen. Whenever there's danger, there's trouble in, in, in the land, God does everything to preserve and keep his own. In Exodus, in the land of Goshen, there was trouble, there were plagues, there were the things were, were not going well, but for the people of God, they were protected. Tonight, I speak unto you the protection of God in this time. I come to you the provision of God in this time. And I speak to you the, the grace of God in your family in this time in the name of Jesus. But there will be rain again, but you'll be sustained. So rest in God. God is mindful of you. God is mindful of you. Don't complain. Ask the Lord and trust in Him. Speak God's favor in your life and let God's angel go ahead of you. Keep strong. Keep together. For this shall come to pass. It will stay forever. And through it all, the will of the Lord shall be done. The will of the Lord shall be done. But let your moderation be known at this time. As God works out his plan and purpose. For himself.
Father, we thank you tonight. We praise you for the gathering of your children before your presence. We thank you for a time as this in the nation. We thank you, Lord, for these difficult and challenging times. But, Lord, we rejoice and we know that this time is not beyond, Lord, Lord, your, 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 your scope and your, and, your, and your purpose. Thank you because you see us through this season. And every one of us will come through on stage. We will come through, Lord, more blessed. We will come through, Lord, more refined, more strengthened, Lord, in you, in the name of Jesus. You declare, let's cross over to the other side. Father God, they cross over. Lord, we shall cross over this season. Lord, in health, Lord, in mind, Lord, in your power and your miracles, in the name of Jesus. We stay strong. We stay rejoicing. Lord, you, you, you spoke to us in your word that we shall only rejoice in the hope of salvation, but we shall rejoice also in tribulation and in difficult times. Therefore, Lord, we know that through this time, Lord, you are working your will out for us. And we don't despair that the people of the world that have no hope. But we anchor our trust within the veil because our hope, Lord, is in you. Thank you because, Lord, our needs are met, our bills are paid supernaturally, angels, and work for us according to your word. We experience grace and favor, and we are strengthened with might from our inside. Lord, when it comes to what we shall eat, thank you because grace shall provide, favor shall bring it. Lord, just like the reverends brought the food to Elijah. And he drank by the brook cherry. Lord, you cause, Lord, the four wings of the earth to supply in the name of Jesus. Favor shall tend to us in our daily supplies in the name of Jesus. We'll be fed supernaturally. We'll drink supernaturally. As long as the season endures. But thank you, God, because you bring us out at the end of it. And all the praise and glory shall be yours. Thank you, Lord, tonight. I'll pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. I want you to say amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, 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 hallelujah. Let's go over now to our study as we go in the word of God, because we can't. We can we can we can leave the ministry of prayer and the word and 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 focus on what Satan is doing in the world. No, we leave doing these things for God also is doing his own. Amen. Tonight, Romans chapter Romans. Um, um, uh, I'll recap and review. Um, the last time we we talked about this um um um, um study, we 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 spoke about the 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 strength of the Mosaic law. As good as it is, it's not able to counter the power of sin. So that's one of the teachings that the Apostle Paul, you know, taught in the book of Romans. But tonight, let me take maybe one or two as time will permit us tonight. You know, one of the things also that Paul took time to explain to the church 
One of the things that Apostle Paul took time to, to elucidate to the church in Rome as touching the, 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 the teaching of, of, of the church, the foundational um, 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 uh, fulcrum of the church that every one of us should know is that the righteousness of God is attained in salvation by imputation. Please note that tonight. You know, the major thrust of the Reformation, the major fulcrum of the of the protestation of Martin Luther against the established church was the question among many other things, apart from indulgences and other, the, 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 the process or the fact of how a man is justified. The major, the, 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 the major point of clash and contention between, between, between the, the, the protestation or the reformers, or the reformers in particular, is the question, among other things, of how a man is justified. And today, Satan is fighting that process in all fronts. And if this is not clarified, then, 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 then we, we, we lack the basic knowledge and the basic truth of how God intends for man to understand his process of justification. You know, I was sharing with us two weeks ago about the, 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 the idea of how a man is justified in the new age thought. How a man is justified in the Christian science thought. How a man is justified from the LDS thought. LDS means that are the things. How a man is justified by, by, the, by the thought of the two witnesses. These are major areas of, 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 of divergence. And this is the, is the, is the, is the birthplace into the body of Christ. If this is gotten wrong, it, it's just like a woman pregnant and, and, and is looking for butchers to take delivery. That is dangerous. The blood process will actually affect the, 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 the child when the child comes for. The people that take delivery will greatly impact on the child. For instance, they might not know that when a child is born, the, 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 the nervous reward should be caught and, 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 and disinfected, or it's just rebate or something, you know, you know. So so the, the, the people that take the delivery will affect the life of that child. So also the teaching of of, of justification, the way it comes and um, um, the way it's presented will affect the outcome. You know, someone was asked, why are you coming to be baptized? The person said, I want to be relevant in the animal kingdom. One said, I just want to start a new life of enjoyment and peace. 
It means the gospel was not well thought. So Paul wants us as a church to understand so that we can, we can properly engage people rightly with the word of God. 2 Peter 2.15, it says, study to show yourselves approved unto God. Walk men that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 3.15 to 17, Paul wrote and said, Oh, Timothy, you, 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 from, from a child you have known the holy scriptures, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation for all scripture is God's breathed and is given to us. He says, it's for correction, for instruction. He says that the man of God may what thoroughly furnished and ready and prepared. So every believer ought to be furnished thoroughly and prepared for every good work of preaching the gospel. Romans 1 16, I'm not ashamed of the God of rest. Why is he not ashamed? Because he understands the gospel. He was well thought by the Lord. So every believer should be thought. Now, 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 God never said, wait for Jesus to teach you. He said, you'll be thought by your teachers. He has given the fivefold, and that's an efficient five, to teach. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the prophets and teachers, he says, he says, for the perfecting of the saints. Acts chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. He said, this is not the reason we should leave what? The ministry of prayer and the word. So, so the means by which we are taught now in the church is by the pastors and the teachers that God has ordained for the church. So your, your, your primary means of learning is through the church. So I said, man, tonight. So Paul here was elevating to the church in Rome, teaching them this process accurately. So the question is, how is a man made righteous? Coming from the background of sin. That will begin with Romans 3.23. For all have seen and come short of the glory of God. If you read down, or read, if you back up to from verse 10, that word, it says there's none righteous, no, not one. It says everyone is seeking his way. It says their lips is filled with, 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 with a seed of an ass. It says there's none seek after God and none is righteous. All must, is like what? It's like fielding rocks before the Lord. Therefore, no one can ascend the hills of the Lord. All men are sinners. So if all men are sinners, then how can we come before God? How can a man be made righteous? How do you preach to an unbeliever or to someone who is gay or someone who doesn't know at all? How do you preach to him God's righteousness? The fourth point that Paul noted is that the righteousness of God in salvation is provided. Is given through imputation. Now I'm coming to faith by grace, but how does it come? It is imputed. 
Now, that word is very important. It suggests the word that God is the one that actually does what? Puts it there. So as we go to preach, listen, we are not the one that converts people. No, God the Father imputes it. When men put their faith in Christ Jesus, what they men tonight? The word imputation is the word in Greek, logizomai, which means to transfer. So this salvation is what is transferred. It means to pass into one's account. That's the word imputation. And if it's imputed, then it is not of works, it's not of man, therefore no one should boast. That means no one should teach that salvation is given by the means of God and man. God is the one that initiates it executes it and give us power to respond to it so god imputes salvation into our spirits amen the first point where we find this word is in genesis 6 don't let genesis 15 rather i want to put a word in your heart imputation Imputation, Genesis 15, let's see verse 6. Now, this is the story of Abraham, we know the story, when God, when God promised him, as a father of many nations, the, the promise of the, of, of, of the blessed seed that will bless the world. God promised him the son Isaac, through whom the whole world will be blessed. And by extension, Christ Jesus. But see what it says here in verse 6. And when God spoke to him all these things, he believed in the Lord. So he believed. So Abraham believed, even when he has seen nothing. He believed what God has spoken to him. He, he accepted by faith the words of the Lord. And the Bible says, and he counted it to him for what? That word counted. That means he, he reckoned it to him. It became a thing that God credited to him. That word account is a word imputation. So God imputed to him righteousness because he what? He believed God transferred it. That was the first time man. You know, we'll, 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 we'll come to a point where he receives the life of God. He receives the covenant of God. God gave it to him because he, what he believed. So when we come to, to, to salvation, we, it's, it's imputed. Hallelujah. Everyone who is born again has come to, 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 to permit my word, to a transaction with God. You've come to an engagement with God. You have, you've had an encounter with Hallelujah. Something has transpired between you and God. And if, and if, if God will justify you, 
by, 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 by having an encounter with you in redemption, then he will be with you till the end. The Bible says, for he that has begun this good work of what? Of imputation in you. will also want complete the day of Jesus. Romans 4. Let's turn everybody on. tonight. Romans 4. Romans 4. Let's see from verse 11. Romans 4 from verse 11. What is Paul saying here? He's saying the act of righteousness or making men righteous actually is by imputation, is by the work of God. And we and man and the believer must, must, work, must understand this. Let's see Romans 4 from verse, from verse 1 actually. From verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as part of the flesh, had found? All right. For time's sake, just come to verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them, that believe, though they be not circumcised, but righteousness might be imputed unto them. Now, that's what you see the word. What imputed unto them. So, the teaching of men walking for righteousness is not biblical. The teaching that you can earn it is not biblical. The teaching that you can you can that it's 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 your work, it's your effort. You you play the role. You you are you your it's your it's your offering. It's your gift. It's your prayer that end it. Or you know it's it's not it's not it's not it's not totally right from from scripture. We we are meant to, to know that God's kind of righteousness genuinely is what is given by what by imputation. So God transfers it. There's a there's an action of God involved. That means, that means for every time man gets born again, God the Father is what is involved. He's, he's personally involved in the process. Because the life is his, the glory is his, the redemptive grace is his, therefore he imparts it, he, he imputes it, he, he gives it. It comes from him. It emanates from God the Father. No one, says, say, no one can come to me except the Father draws him. Hallelujah. So, so, so righteousness is given by education. Same Romans 4. Let's see verse 20. 21 to 25. Still speaking of Abraham. And all those that will believe the Lord by faith said, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. It means when men believe the gospel, at that instant, at that moment, something happens. When men begins to confess their sins, and repent and believe in the Lord Jesus, 
At that instant in the spirit, something begins to happen. Amen. There's, there's, there's an act of God called imputation that, that, that sets in motion at that very instant, at that very moment, without the man himself knowing. Because that action occurs in the man's spirit. Salvation doesn't occur in the body or in the mind. It occurs where? In the spirit. So, so, so God imputes that new life in the spirit of the man, as soon as the man be believes and begins to repent, at that instant, that surgery, that new change, that new life, that, 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 that new beginning automatically kicks into effect. 23. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us, for us also. So this also is for us. So we also know that we also got saved by what? By imputation of God's righteousness. Twenty-four. For us also to whom it shall be what? Imputed if we believe. Amen. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses, and was raised again for our justification. So righteousness is imputed when men believe. Righteousness is imputed, is given by God, is transferred, is credited to man's account when men believe. So there is nothing you and I can do. If a vile offender, if someone who is so much a sinner that we all know, the moment he believes, we have no choice. Listen, we can't stop God's transform. We can't stop imputation. We can't, we can't decide. We can't God, you can't save this man. He's so great the sinner. He has done so much things. No, he says, for anyone that believed that Jesus is the Messiah and God as what? As we were dead. God imputes by himself. Hallelujah. Find God that the power of imputation is not given to man. It's God's amen tonight. As a reason, we can't afford to rule out anyone from being justified. Because it is God that imputes. The one that Paul writes in Romans 10. Say, who is he that will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God that justifies. Hallelujah. So no one can bring any charge. God justifies. God justifies. So Paul was telling the Jews here, no matter how you look down on the Gentiles, as long as they believe in the Lord, they have been justified. Amen tonight. Thank God I've been justified. Thank God you've been justified. And thank God many also will be and can be justified. Now, what something will be justified is that is that is that putting faith. Verse 20, 24. But for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised. So, so the question is, do you believe on him that raised Christ from the dead? As long as you believe and you put your trust in the God that he came, he died and rose again. God imputes. That's imputation. That's imputation. 
Hallelujah tonight. Thank God for divine imputation. Let me take tonight one more scripture and I'll take one more point tonight before our time goes up. Romans 10. Tom will be there tonight. Romans 10. We'll read from verse 9 and 10. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart, Hallelujah. Shall believe in thy heart. You see, our, 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 our assignment is to get men, you know, to, to preach the gospel to men and trust God that they are able to believe. God gives them strength to believe. God will put their eyes and the light of God will shine in their heart. We can do it. God does that. But what we do is that we do the preaching. We do the living. We do the presentation. But we leave the, 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 the believing to, to the man and, and, and to God to give them and they trust in him. If thou shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, from the dead, thou shalt be saved. What keeps men from salvation? They are believing that God raised Christ from the dead. Amen. That's the gospel. If any man can believe and truly confess that Jesus was raised from the dead, God imputes. For salvation is hinged on the believing of Jesus. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So this is very important. This is the key. This is the, the pathway to the church. This is the pathway to, to, to be born in the kingdom. It's by imputation. It's the work of God. And so we must be careful. No, tell me um, that, that there the, are the things they are supposed to do. No, we, we, after you are saved by the grace and by faith, then you start bringing forth fruit of righteousness. But you don't do the first before the second comes. Our prayer is that the light of the gospel will shine in the hearts of men. You know, in Acts 10, there's a man by the name Cornelius. If it were in our day, that man is already born again. Why? The things we are saying to, to, to Christians, he was actually performing them. One, he was praying. He was giving offerings. He was giving alms. And he's a good man. Ask them. Come with everybody there. Acts 10, from verse 1. You know, sometimes it's good to speak to people the truth of the gospel that, 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 that we might save them and then teach the truth so that the truth of God might continue to the next generation. Acts 10, from verse 1. 
There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. It was a rich man. He was, he was, he was in charge of 100 soldiers. Verse 2. See what it says? A devout man. Wow. And one that feared God. Now, this, this, this is incredible. The word devout means, 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 means his father and, his, and, and he, 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 he understands the, the language of, of, of the church, you know, the, the composure of the church, the charisma and the courage of the church. He, he, he's, 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 he's a devout man. He, he, he's serving God. He's, he's active in the church. He's devout. He follows the rules. He prays. He gives it. The word devout means he's following the process and, 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 and laid down ordinance for, 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 for what a proselyte should be doing. It is our church today, in, 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 in this day, we will see that, wow, this one is a believer, a devout man, and one that feared God. Wow. Not as himself, with all his house. Which gave arms to the people and prayed to God always. Wow. Actually, this is what the believer should be doing. Post salvation. He is doing it without being saved. And that he is doing these things will not make him saved. Salvation is based on faith in Christ. That is the start point. We don't look at what men do. You see, we look at when did you put faith in him? When were you born into the family of God and how? Everything he's doing actually is, 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 is what a true believer ought to be doing. But yet he hadn't met God. Thank God, God be not man. God loved him. And God used him as an example to teach himself and teach the church how we must consider, how we must value what God values, how, how we must help men and, and be bold enough to present the truth to them. And God came and showed him a vision while he was praying. Send men to Joppa. And call for one Peter. He will tell you one Simon. He will tell you the things you ought to do. Tonight, God is telling us what we ought to know. And how we ought to present the gospel. And we read that scripture. When Peter came, Peter began to preach. And to him, it shocked him. But find what he believed. As we close tonight. Salvation is very important to God. And the process must, must be followed. God intervened on the behalf of Cornelius. God will not always intervene for people. God has called us to intervene on the behalf of people and present the true gospel to them. We present the true message to them. And what's the true message of the gospel? No one can be saved 
This man was devout. You know, sometimes we have devout Muslims. In fact, some Muslims can't tell it's like, it's like a Christian. They don't cheat. They don't smoke. They don't humanize. They are truthful. They are faithful. They are devout. They are prayerful. They pray five times every day. And they are, they are sincerely praying and they are kind. They are givers. And sometimes we are tempted to excuse that, 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 that lifestyle to say, how can God not receive someone like this? And today, there's a popular movement in the world, you know, for, for, for universalism and inclusivity. And people say, no, God can't show anybody. You see, God's people's heart, he, he loves them. Yeah, he loves them to the point that he begins to point them to the way of salvation. So we must be bold. God came and intervened. But God will not intervene in every case. He has put us in this life to be his intervention to men. How serious will you take this assignment? So Paul told us here that God's righteousness, God's righteousness is by imputation. In the Jehovah's Witnesses, you get saved by believing in God. But remember, the Christ of Jehovah's Witnesses is not the same Christ of the Bible. And then joining the organization, that's their rule. In LDS, you believe in Christ, not the same Christ we have. And then following the rights of what? The organization. If you don't follow if you don't believe the rights of the then your submission is not, is what? It's incomplete. The Bible says, no, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You need nothing to add to it to receive that grace of God in redemption. We must know that and be able to teach it appropriately well. I will close it tonight. And on Thursday, we'll pick up from there again and pick the next point, the point of justification by faith and grace that leads to imputation. But know this, God imputes it. God credits you. Amen. God transfers it. It is God's righteousness sown in our spirits for it made him to become sin. Who knew no sin? 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. That will become the righteousness of, of God in Christ. So everyone who is born again has God's righteousness. Pardon my language tonight. The currency of God is in your account. The life of God is in you. We carry the very life of God because it has pleased him to impute it. 
in our spirits. Now, sometimes we carry this life, but our flesh is still lagging behind. Our minds is still lagging behind. And that's what Paul said in Romans 12. Be not conformed to this world. Because something has been what imputed into you, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. As a believer, we carry in us God's righteousness. And anyone who believes, anyone who puts faith, anyone who responds sincerely to the gospel, will also be blessed by God's righteousness being imputed into them. And that's the teaching of the apostle to the church in Rome. And therefore, we rejoice. And therefore, we are thankful because God has created us, has put and placed in us. And everyone that will believe in Jesus is righteousness. This is the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. Amen tonight. I believe you understand the very first point. All have sinned. Number two, the place of the blood in redemption. Number three, the law could not do what faith in Christ will do. Number four, righteousness is what? It's an act of God's imputation in the spirits of men as a result of their believing in Christ. This is the way to be birthed into the family of God. Therefore, don't be ashamed of it. Be bold about it. And teach it with all boldness. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, tonight for this word. Thank you because, Lord, it has pleased you to impute in us your righteousness. Therefore, we can stand before you and not be ashamed. You see us clothed in your righteousness because we put faith in the blood of Jesus. And by the Lord, you have sealed us with your spirit of promise unto the day of salvation. I pray to the Lord, you grant this understanding in our hearts and give us the, 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 the power to be able to communicate this to others properly and accurately well. We rejoice, O oh God, because we didn't give us to ourselves to work out our salvation and come to you and, and, and struggle to earn your righteousness because if we do that, Lord, no one can earn it. But it has pleased you to bestow it on us by faith. We thank you, Lord, for imputation. We thank you, Lord, for righteousness. We give you all the present glory. Because by it, we are qualified to be called your children. We are qualified to wait for the blessed hope. We are qualified for the kingdom eternal. We are qualified to be heirs of salvation. 
because of imputation of your righteousness in our spirits. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Because this tonight is understood and it sits in our heart by faith. In Jesus' name. Lord, in this season, we receive grace and strength. Lord, to go through all these times and come out stronger, better, and well guided more in you, Lord. We give you praise and pray tonight for prayer with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for tonight. God bless you. See you again on Thursday by the grace of God. Amen. Good night. God bless you all. Amen.